hello, my friends. It's episode number 17. Eloquent Savage podcast with me, Stephen Richard Krebs from Floyd, New York. Cam Roden, son. Oh, yeah. Look it up on a map. Google that shit. It's the middle of nowhere, but it's home. And I wouldn't trade it for nothing, motherfucker. So... Weaponize, weaponize mind, weaponize mind.com. Weaponize nutrition.com. Check out Weaponize Mind. It's our nootropic. It is the sponsor of my podcast. It lights my fucking brain on fire every morning. Oh my goodness. It's where all this cool shit is coming from. My spoken word poetry. Oh my lord. So, highly recommend it. Give it a shot. It's fucking amazing. I wouldn't point you guys in the wrong direction. You should know this at this point. So, here's what I want you to look at today topic. This is like Dwight Schrute from The Office. Question. Which bear is better? Black bear or brown bear? Beats. Bears. Battlestar Galactica. Anyway, (laughs) I'm on one today. Obsession versus love. So I was thinking back to when I was in my mid-20s, early 20s, and The truth of the matter is the male brain isn't even fully formed at that point. Like literally our frontal cortex, we're still fucking cavemen. And I thought back to some relationships I had at that time and man, I was a goddamn mess. Like I was a crazy person. Number one, I was with people that were not great for me. And I was probably not, let's be real, I wasn't good for them either. We were not good for each other. We're in toxic relationships. And I look back to that time and how fast and quickly What I thought was love turned to obsession the moment I was rejected. And I watch people do this inside of their businesses as well. So there is a vast difference between obsession and love. I think we can agree upon this, right? When you truly love someone, there is no aspect of control. When you truly love someone or something, you do not feel the desire to dominate it or control it. You are just at peace with that relationship inside of that connection and you want what's best for that person or thing. We could talk about animals in this conversation as well, but we're going to keep it in the world of sapiens, my friends. Homo sapien to be exact. So inside of these relationships when I was younger, when I was dumped, I got dumped just like everybody else, I thought my goddamn world was ending. I literally went fucking bananas. Cuckoo, crazy town, to the point where I was like calling this girl, calling, 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 showing up at her work. It was my high school sweetheart. Now looking back at it, I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't know what the hell I was thinking in the first place. Very nice girl. We were friends. But at looking back at it, yeah, not, not for me. But at that time, I literally thought my world was ending. Started dating her when I was a senior in high school. We were very close. My first everything. Lost my virginity to this girl. And then we got in, I got into college. Dated her through college. She got to college and then she dumped me. And I lost my goddamn mind. To the point where I went on antidepressants and I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I wasted like my, my years of college worrying about this girl and was all broken up about it. The crazy part is like I had never learned about any of this shit. 
I love my parents. I love them to pieces. But they did not prepare me for stuff like this. We didn't talk about life. We didn't have deep conversations rooted in emotional behaviors or how to handle getting dumped. It was kind of like the sex talk. It was just avoided, brushed under the rug. So I had no tools. I had no fucking tools. I learned consistency and commitment. I learned how to hang in a bad fucking relationship. (laughs) I mean, I learned a lot of wonderful things too. So mom, dad, if you're listening to this, I appreciate and love the shit out of you like you have no idea. I am so thankful that I was born into that family because it created the man that I am today. The good and the bad I am thankful for and I love you both dearly to the fucking last breath I take. I am forever indebted to you. I owe you my life literally and figuratively and I love you. You guys just were not right for each other. Let's just face that fucking fact. I'm just thankful that one fucking night in 1978, you guys looked at each other in the eye and you got it on and out came Stevie Krebs. And before that, Erica Krebs. And after that, Elizabeth Krebs. And then finally, Josh Krebs. Because I appreciate the shit out of my entire family. But that relationship was toxic. I was not set up with a tool system or set of tools that allowed me to handle love in general. I didn't even know how to love in a healthy way. I had no fucking idea. I was clueless. So I thought love was smothering someone with gifts and then suffocating them with control. That's what I thought love was. If you're committed to me, then basically you're mine, 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 mine. And at the end of the day, I believe that's just how young men behave. We're fucking cavemen until we're 30 years old. I was just having a conversation with a close personal friend of mine, a young guy. I love this kid. Love him. He's going through the same shit I went through at the same age. Broke up with his girl. Has to see her. Experience shit together. And he's dealing with depression inside of this. Trying to act like it doesn't bother him, but it's fucking killing him. And I gave him some very sound advice. And I said, listen, this is going to get worse before it gets better unless you go and experience some different shit. And I'm not talking about going out and banging a bunch of girls. Sometimes you have to do that when you're a single guy and you experience this. Let's be real. I'm not going to pull any punches here. So if you think I'm going to put on a holier than thou, I'm going to act different than I am in real life on this thing, you're fucking crazy. You're on the wrong podcast. Go over to some religious podcast where somebody's going to blow smoke up your ass. That ain't me. So sometimes when you're a single guy, you got to do that shit. When you have a breakup or a single girl, you got to go have some goddamn fun and not be apologetic or shameful about it or guilty for it. Call it shilt, shame and guilt. Shilty. Because that will only end up one way with you feeling like absolute fucking garbage. So, love can quickly turn into obsession when a rejection is involved. This can happen in business too. You love your clients, they reject you. Now you either tell them to fuck off and you punish them or you become obsessed with them or obsessed with the idea. Oh my God, somebody else is going to leave and you fall into scarcity and that's where obsession lies. I can't have you. So now all I'm going to do is spend my time and energy trying to figure out how I can make it worth it. At the end of the day, guess what? It's not going to work. You can't force someone to be with you. You can't force a client to stay with you. You can't force money into your bank account. You have to submit to the truth. You have to submit to the idea that the universe has a plan for you and you can take actions associated with what you feel called to do 
But at the end of the day, you cannot control everything. It is fucking impossible. You can't control everything. If you think you can do that, well, you must be God. So give me a call. I'll rub your fucking belly. Maybe you can give me a genie's lamp. Give me fucking 10 wishes. And I'll wish like, you know, a couple hundred million into my life. And then you'll just find me with my wife on a yacht with a bunch of Russian models pouring champagne in both of our mouths all fucking day. (laughs) I'm a crazy son of a bitch. Obsession is not love. Love is not obsession. True love is healthy. True love is compromise. True love is clear communication and the willingness to collide if need be to create clarity in your relationship. You've heard me talk about this a million times. But obsession comes when you can't have what you want and you act like a goddamn baby about it. Now, I'm not saying that that pain isn't real. I'm not saying that my pain wasn't real. Oh, my goodness. But you are exactly who you believe yourself to be. And if you believe yourself to be a person that needs this other person to be happy, well, then you, my friend, are fucked every which way and twice on Sunday. Obsession is unhealthy. Obsession with your business is unhealthy. You need a healthy love for your business. You need to be ready and willing to tell your business to go fuck itself if it's not treating you the right way. And I hope this is resonating with you right now. Love and obsession are not interchangeable. They're actually opposites of each other. They're polar opposites. Obsession is unhealthy. It's manic. It's an extreme behavior and thought process. And it's very close to addiction. If you feel like you need someone, then you are addicted to that person and they have complete power over you. And there are plenty of people in the world that will take that power and run with it. There are a lot of people that don't live by any form of code whatsoever and they will get on, get over on you any chance they can. Now there's valuable lessons in this. I look back at the times that I was heartbroken, the toxic relationships I was a part of, and I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful that it didn't work out. There's a song by Garth Brooks, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. And in this situation, holy shit, with my high school sweetheart, within another relationship I had later on in my life, in my mid to late 20s, holy shit, this girl was bad for me, but she had really nice fake titties, and I was crazy about her. But only because the power shifted to her at a certain point, and she felt it, and she knew it, and she was toxic inside of her own relationship with herself, and I pulled that into my life at the time told you. It's always going to be real talk out here. Real talk. I don't know if you've ever heard the R. Kelly song, Real Talk, but you may want to check that shit out. It is hilarious. At the end of the day, obsession is not love. Love is not obsession. Obsession is an addiction. And love comes from the heart and from your gut. True love allows you to take responsibility, to show up and realize that in that relationship, it's 100% responsibility, 100% responsibility, not 50-50, not a symbiotic, sick fucking relationship where you need each other or need each other to be happy or rely on each other for everything. No one is allowed in my life that takes away. People are only allowed that give and that I give equally. So here's the question of the day. Where in your life are you obsessed or operating in an extremist mindset? And what effect is it having on your life? Second piece of this equation is always inside of the Eloquent Savage podcast is, what the fuck are you going to do about it, you crazy bastard? 
If nothing changes, nothing changes. And if you're a slave to this idea, thought, or belief about yourself, then you, my friend, are fucked. And not in a good way. Obsession is not love. Let me say it again. Obsession is not love. Guys, thanks for tuning in out with me today. I know that's a little noisy in here. I am driving, and it's a great opportunity to talk to you all. Hopefully, you got something out of us. Here's what I need you to do. If this resonates with you, I need you to do me a favor and help me out as a loyal listener. And you know that I'll return the favor to you right back by giving you the highest quality content, insight, revelations from my own life, lessons, and training inside of this and inside of the Facebook live trainings that are going to start here in the next month. You can also jump over on my newsletter list where I'm going to give you private communication video and you can also go to the Eloquent Savage activation phase on Facebook. That's a male only group. That one's allowed only for men, but it is a free group where I drop videos and content almost every day. Now, if you're a fucking baller and you don't want to play the free game, you're sick of just sampling the goodies. Well, There's some opportunities for you coming up to be a part of the game. My elite group has 12 to 13 spots left. I think there's 13. It's not cheap. It's $30,000 for the year to be a part of this fucking game. But it gives you full access to Eloquent Savage, to myself, to my certified coaching staff, to the processes, systems, and tools through the proven science of Wake Up Warrior, the Wake Up Warrior software, Wake Up Warrior Doctrine, and then my version, Unique Outlook Insights into Eloquent Savage. Business coaching, consulting, marketing, sales, systems, automation, and fulfillment. It's going to cost you $5,000 on the front end and in the form of a deposit, and $2,500 a month, $30,000 for the year. If you think that's a lot of money, probably not for you. But if, if you're making big money and you look at it and it puckers your ass a little bit, it's probably the right goddamn time to step into the mix. I have 13 fucking spots. I close that group out at 30 men and that's it. Then there's a waiting list. Now, are there other opportunities to get in the game? You bet your ass. But you don't know unless you reach the fuck out. So listen, you have one choice today. You have one choice every day. Put yourself in power and behave like a goddamn eloquent savage. Be a fucking savage for your family, for yourself, for your body, for your fucking spirituality. Yeah, I said fucking spirituality. I'm trying to cut out the F words, but you know what? At the end of the day, what are you going to do? I'm just me being me out here. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. That's all I got for you guys on episode number 17. Obsession is not love. Love is not obsession. Let me say it again. Obsession is not love, and love is not obsession. Have a great day. I love you guys. Be a fucking savage.